Except if there's not fate, karma, and destiny in the way other folks teach it, maybe there is that air for our thoughts to become things, which is actually the case. Thoughts becoming things is one of the immovable, unbreakable absolutes of thriving or diving in the jungles of time and space. Jumbo, fellow adventurers, I'm Mike Dooley, here to remind you once more that your thoughts become things. And I'm going to do it today by dropping another edition of Spiritual Tune-Ups. These were broadcasted live this week. My answers to fellow adventurers' questions about life, dreams, and happiness. And each one took 5, 10, or 15 minutes. We've sewn them all together for your viewing and listening enjoyment. Sit back, relax, and enjoy. Jumbo fellow adventurers, it's Mike Dooley. Time for a spiritual tune-up. Today's question, very fun, very interesting. Thank you to my Infinite Possibility members who know how to get questions to me through the sliding trick door. Mike, I understand thoughts become things and that our words give us wings. I was gifted the secret DVD 22 years ago and have been practicing and studying it thoroughly. But what about when we sit around the table before we come to earth with our soul family and decide beforehand, okay, you're going to be the drug addict. You're going to be single and not have kids. You're going to have a very challenging partner, spouse. I truly feel like each lifetime is specific in that way. So how can all thoughts become things if you're predestined to experience something for your soul's journey? I like your thinking and you are absolutely right. If these constructs existed as you implied caveat there as you implied then you're right it would not be fair to say thoughts become things it would not be fair to say believe and ye shall receive without the caveat if there's not a soul contract if there's no karma involved if blah 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 roles and duties and etc etc thoughts becoming things is the only moving part in all of our lives and, and so you're on to something really big here. And let that be your entryway into disassembling some of the preconceived ideas our society has with regard to karma, ancient spiritual contracts. There's a bit of a difference with um, roles. Like, you know, I'm, I'm the son, I'm the husband, or well, I'm the child. You're not going to change that. Let me talk about each one of these right now. It's a lot of fun. Um, but, but let me preface all of these explanations with a little bit more clarity. And that is while there is no destiny, cause then thoughts wouldn't be coming things most of the time, there are probabilities. Okay. There are likelihoods and we choose our parents and the circumstances of our birth for the likely stage that will set. There's no there's no agreements like you said, I'll be the drug addict, I'll marry someone challenging, I'll have to, I'll have kids, or I won't have kids, or I'll be a single parent. There's no such uh, agreement at the beginning of a lifetime. Yet, soul agreements and soul contracts do have some weight, and there is something they're speaking to, but not a destiny as was implied. All right, so soul contracts soul contracts 
are created on the fly. In every moment, we have the ability to rip them up and start over and say, not me, and I don't play, and I don't like it anymore. Soul contracts are non-binding. Okay, they, they are born of love, and absolutely, I have no doubt, at the beginning, time's an illusion, but at the beginning of a lifetime, pre-lifetime, sitting around that celestial table with your soul family, there may be some intention. Like, I'm going to be the dad this time. I'm going to have some trouble with my um, drinking or my drugs, and uh, I'm not going to put up with anything, so I'll probably divorce your mom. There's no such meeting that's set in stone. There could be these likelihoods. Hey, I'm going to be the unstable father, you know, if we get to that stage. And I'll be the unstable mom. And I'll be the rambunctious children or, or what have you. These are all possibilities. And we're like, hey, these possibilities are going to serve me for the lessons I most want to learn. And so an agreement is made and these roles are perhaps chosen, but again, changed on the fly. The little Bobby Jr., who was going to be, you know, my first son may change his mind and somebody better suited for where I am at the time of my first child's birth will show up and there will be an agreement, if you will, between us prior to um, their entry onto the stage of my life. Okay. And that agreement can change. We'll talk about roles last because that's a little bit tricky. Um, karma one of the most misunderstood concepts rattled and batted about spiritual conversations. Karma is not a law. I know it can be referred to as a law. Sure enough, we see it all the time play out. What goes around comes around. Sure enough, but it is a phenomenon, a highly predictable, highly trackable phenomenon. And what karma is saying is whatever your vibe is, that's what you're going to be experiencing. So a person whose vibe is life is hard and God is angry and people are jerks, they're going to be bumping into jerks their whole life. And then they're going to be acting like a jerk because everyone else is a jerk. And that's the only way to make money and find love is if you have an attitude and you're a jerk. And so they're going to be a jerk and they're going to meet jerks and they're going to do jerk things to each other. And there's no scoring. There's no score. You could be a jerk and do five jerky things to somebody and, and, and all of a sudden raise your vibration so you're not a jerk anymore and you don't have to have jerky things done to you. And it won't be, well, I, you did five more jerky things to people than they did to you. You've got karma coming. No, you don't have karma coming. Karma is a phenomenon that is reflective of our thoughts, our vibrations, continuing to come circle, full circle, full circle. Raise your vibe, you're off the wheel. That's the expression. Raise your vibration, you're off the wheel. Not pay your dues and you're off the wheel. That's how it's understood because it's misunderstood to be a law, an absolute law. It is not an absolute law. You can remove yourself from any wheel with enlightenment, with wisdom, with knowledge, with truth. Okay, so karma is not what most people think it is. And thereby, you're not stuck with it from the beginning of the, the round table prior to birth until after birth. You're not stuck with it. You can change your karma on any given day with more truth, more love, more understanding. 
the roles we play, mom, dad, sister, brother, you know, partners is not really role playing. Partners is more contracts on the fly and people change their mind. Hey, let's get, let's get it on. Let's get married. Let's have a family because it's mutually beneficial in terms of probabilities and often very ego driven, although maybe not. And so you do the best you can. And if at any point at the ego level or any other level, you can say, peace out. I don't want any of this anymore. Or you can be a jerk about it and say, I'm, I'm taking down the house. I'm leaving here and this is not going to happen any further. So marriage contracts, you know, they're on the fly, non-binding as we see in our own court system. Um, but birth roles, okay. I'm not going to change who my mom and my dad are. I'm not going to change who my sister and brother are, but these roles are born of love. They're generally given lots of thought with wisdom poured all over them, guided by spirits and angels. We enter into these things because we have mutually compatible lessons to learn. That is the, the vast majority of birth roles. And you're not going to be able to change those, not in this incarnation, not until we're perhaps far, far further advanced and, and perhaps it would be quite likely we can change those, but that's not for this conversation. That's not for us to understand right now. You're not going to change your siblings, your children, your parents, your grandparents, but there is a gift in the fact that you chose each other and they are going to push your buttons and they are going to lift you up. And sometimes they're going to throw you down and it's all going to be compatible. This doesn't mean you deserve it. Okay. This does not mean you deserve it. Okay. Deserving and fault and in this kind of context don't work in a spiritual con conversation, but given where your vibe was and where their vibe was, you both could learn an awful lot from one another during the formative years of your life. All right. But then you grow up and you're on your own. And while you may feel handicapped for life, given what may have transpired in your childhood, the truth of the matter is you're free of them. Once you leave the house, the truth of the matter is you can put that behind you. I'm not saying it's easy. The truth of the matter is your blood family has less to do with your happiness than you might believe otherwise. And, because of what you went through, which was designed by your higher self at an earlier time, there were likely gifts imparted that will add to your happiness later on beyond that family. You don't owe anything to anybody. Nobody owes anything to anybody. Yes, respect, kindness, love, that's going to behoove you if you can find that in your heart for other folks more than it'll help them. But what's at stake right now is, you know, my life, my choices, you are not limited by earlier choices. You're not going to change your parents, but they're probably, they may be gone. They're going to be gone one day and, and you can find happiness without them. You're going to unwrap the gifts from that experience, whether they're there or, or removed from your life or not. And, and you're not bound by karma or destiny or anything else like that. Nobody agrees ahead of time. I'll be the alcoholic. But somebody entering into a life where there are perhaps hypothetically um, strong urges towards dependency on people, on sex, on drugs, on alcohol, because of an inborn confusion 
about their own vulnerability, the darker side of vulnerability, like thinking they're not strong enough, thinking they're not good enough. Somebody like that may be predisposed to become an alcoholic, but every day on the fly, they can gather the truth, the wisdom, the insight to not be dependent and to free themselves from those earlier ideas of false vulnerability and, and thereby not have to go through the addiction that you are implying some people agreed to before they were born. We are so free. Free will is the name of the game in these jungles of time and space. The only moving part in these jungles of time and space is what you think about and what you focus on filtered by your beliefs. So you work on your beliefs, you do some introspection, you add it up like you did in this question so well. If there's fate and karma and destiny, then that means our thoughts don't become things. You're right. That is what that would mean. Except if there's not fate, karma and destiny in the way other folks teach it, maybe there is that air for our thoughts to become things, which is actually the case. Thoughts becoming things is one of the immovable, unbreakable, absolutes of thriving or diving in the jungles of time and space. There are very, very few absolutes. I talk about them all the time. There's only God. There's only love. We're all one. We're in this together. Everything's working out for your higher, greater good and thoughts become things full stop. And then there's splinters and shards in the infinite number of subtruths. Like I'm awesome. I'm powerful. You know, those are truths as well, stemming from the six that I just named. You could whittle those six down to very few, but the only one with a moving part is what we choose to focus on. And there you are all powerful. And for the decisions made as to who your parents or siblings were, you just have to trust the highest within you who made that choice back when you were born because it is serving you. It has served you. It's not a handicap. You can use it to blast forward in ways other folks who didn't have the coddling or the abuse that you had. Jumbo, fellow adventurers, it's Mike Dooley. Time for a spiritual tune-up where I answer your questions. Today's question about maintaining enthusiasm and momentum. This is really, really common. I feel it myself sometimes. You know, peaks and valleys. I'm excited I'm not. Here's the solution. Okay, first the question. How do I maintain momentum in my thoughts? I know we don't have to stay positive 24-7. But after visualizing for long stretches of time, weeks, months, whatever, I lose the momentum and feel out of steam. I still do it, but lethargy is creeping in. All right. My first off-the-cuff reply might sound a tiny bit intimidating, like that's the last thing you want to do. But when I start to tell you about the magic of taking action and how easy and fun it can be, truly, it'll take the weight of the world off your shoulders. So the first off-the-cuff answer, be in non-stop motion. Be out there living your life. Not just doing the same old, same old, but mix it up. You've got dreams that are calling you to a higher place. That means to go to where you've never been before, you need to start doing a few things you've never done before. So in addition to taking care of the, the family and or going to the same old, same old job and coming home and 
watching the same old TV. You need to mix it up and do brand new things, AKA baby steps. But listen to the magic you invoke when you start taking action and stay in motion, mixing it up, doing new things. Number one, you put yourself in, pl in a place of receivership. Okay, you're not in a place of receivership if your life is not congruent with the thoughts that you're visualizing. If the thoughts that you're visualizing will free you from many elements of your life or change many aspects of your life, that means for congruency, you need to be behaving differently. And since you aren't there yet and don't know how to get there, no problem. That means do anything. As I say so often, if it means choosing the least sucky options in front of you, the least sucky baby steps, doing anything is better than nothing. As soon as you go out the front door, as soon as you ask for help, as soon as you turn over a stone, as soon as you knock on new doors, guidance is forthcoming. It's like my old analogy, putting your car in gear when you're GPS guided to a place you've never been before, synonymous with a dream. The car does not start speaking to you until you move. But as soon as you move, magic point number two for taking action, guidance is forthcoming. And at any point during the journey, you are there with your hands out. You are in a place of receivership. The third thing that happens when you take action, magic unending, is that you gain a clarity that you never could have got before. 20 years ago, one of my sucky paths when I was reinventing my life at age 40 was to polish off my old accountant's resume. That was a sucky path. The clarity I got was not only my own nausea, but the nausea of prospective hirers who would not even interview me. This gave me a clarity so that I would not delude myself thinking, oh, I can always go back and be an accountant. No, you can't, Buck. You ran your company into the ground. It doesn't work. Nobody wants you on their team. Better to know that. Simultaneously, I started sending out little emails called uh, Monday Morning Motivators. These were the precedent or the antecedent of Notes from the Universe. It was a sucky path. Nobody asked me to do it. But I wanted motivation for myself and I thought it'd be cool to get on the internet. I started sending out these little missives on Monday mornings only, which were torture to write, but they came out really good. Turned out I liked writing them. Turned out people, complete strangers on my mailing list, my mailing list was from the guest book in our former retail stores, started sending me praise. I really like these, Mike. I'm looking forward to Monday's, Mike. Uh, I hope you're saving these for a book one day, Mike. And I was flabbergasted. I could not believe the response that I got from other people and was shocked to really enjoy the process every Monday once it was done. Like my mom and other authors used to say, you know, I don't like writing, but I like having written. And that was true for me. I liked it a whole lot. It was like, it was like a puzzle. It was like mathematics. It was like stuff I like. By the end of it, I would have a pithy little poem and a few paragraphs of an essay or like a, po uh, um, you know, what do they call a podcast? Not a podcast, blog, like a blog these days. And it was like, oh my God, clarity. It's like something is down this path because this feels so good. So guidance is forthcoming. 
clarity increases exponentially. A clarity you would never have had you not taken some of those sucky baby steps. What are baby steps? What your peers are doing, what your heart is calling you to do. And if you don't know what your peers are doing or what your heart is calling you to do, make a list of your options. That's the sucky list. That's better than nothing. Number four, the fourth bit of magic incited by showing up, showing up, mixing it up, doing different things, underline that, doing different things all the time, is that you embolden and actually install brand new empowering beliefs of your inevitable success, that this is working. Your inner witness or higher self is like, oh, prepare all systems for a change. This is really happening. This time Mike is out in the world. You're, you see yourself in action towards your dreams. It's intoxicating. You'll even feel better about it. You don't have to know what your invisible limiting beliefs were. You don't even have to know what empowering beliefs you want to have, although that's an easy task. Just start showing up and it speaks volumes of your view of your own inevitable success. And then clarity is achieved. Receivership. You're out there. You're feeling good. It's happening. And number five, the, five, the, five, the fifth spark of magic uh, conjured up by you taking action is the realization that it's fun to be alive. It's so much fun that, that, that now you're doing something different. You're meeting brand new people. You're getting all these brand new ideas. While at first there were only sucky paths, now some of them look pretty juicy. Oh yeah, that looks good. Oh, they're doing it this way. Oh, I asked somebody how they got started. They told me everything. Suddenly you're on your way. And then because you realize it's not you who hits the home run. The home run of your life will be hit by the universe, divine intelligence, God Almighty. You show up every day with a baby step. You're just pitching the ball, pitching the ball. You don't know which ball the universe is going to smack out of the park, but it will smack one out of the park if you keep on pitching, if you keep on mixing it up. And I'm not saying do it casually and you show up and you do a little here and you do a little there. Do it to the best of your ability wherever you go. Show up early, stay late, smile, say, yes, I volunteer. I'll do it for less. I'll do it for free. Give me a leg up. Ask for help. Ask questions. Be there with your entire soul every day, realizing that the universe does the heavy lifting. Now you can enjoy the journey that people have been talking about. And you might notice for once and for all that the pathway is straight through heaven heaven on earth. This is where we live. You get to be alive. How many people today are giving that chance up? How many people have given up the ghost? Not you. You're in the game. You're living. And because you're taking action, gosh, receivership, guidance, clarity, emboldened beliefs, you're giving the universe more chances for you to do, for it to do what it knows how to do to blow your mind. You take one baby step, the universe takes 10,000. You take another baby step, the universe takes 10,000 more on your behalf. You keep on going, it's exponential. What do you see of this magic? Nada, nunca, nothing. Until the dream starts coming true and you're like, oh my God, I'm caked in miracles. Good thing I talked to Bobby who knew Jenny. Good thing I went to that, 
that trade show. Good thing I, I kicked the tires and asked my landscaper where he gets his PVC from. Good thing I went out there because it all snowballed into the life of my wildest dreams. This is how it works. It's so easy. You do the little parts. The universe does the heavy lifting. You hoist your sails and the boat goes nowhere. But because you hoisted your sails, they are filled by the unfailing winds of the universe. So you give it some time. You have some patience. You do your part. The universe is doing her part. You do some more. The universe does a lot more. You stop. The universe stops. Don't ever stop. Stay in motion. Mix it up. Do different things all the time. Follow your impulses. Follow logic. If you can, model your behavior after other people who have gone down the same path. Diversify. Enjoy your life. Don't be single-minded, as I've said every day the last two weeks. Focus on relationships. Focus on career. Focus on health. Focus on vitality. Focus on whatever you want to live the richest life possible. The universe will blow your mind. Prepare to be astounded. There you have it, fellow podcast listener. Now, let's stay in the zone. If you haven't already, please visit my website, tut.com, where you can sign up, along with one million other subscribers, for my free daily notes from the universe. You can also find out about my Infinite Possibility membership for a price you choose. Every single Tuesday, I do a live broadcast, a 30-minute mini manifesting workshop. Members have access to the last 52 mini manifesting workshops. So check it out. And if you have a moment and these podcasts move you, I would be deeply grateful for a review at the Apple podcast platform. Go to tut.com, look for spiritual tune-ups, look for the link for podcasts. If you send us a screen grab of your published review at Apple We've got a very special bonus waiting for you. Check out the links, read all about it. Thanks for being here, and I'll see you on the next podcast installment.